Fred Wildenberg with the podcast Hopefully Divided. What is that about? Let's just say Hopefully Divided is in contrast to a more common phrase, Hopelessly Divided. Today, Dale Hemming is my guest, and the title of this podcast is Your Billboards Were My Jumpstart. <laughs> uh, by the way, all of my podcasts and blog posts uh, can be found at www dot peacewithinreach.com. Uh, Dale, as much as anyone I know, uh, your billboard campaign in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, shows me that you are one who puts his money where his mouth is. And so I just ask you to tell us about your billboard campaign, please. My billboard campaign addresses five different subject areas. It addresses rethinking, atheism, um, science, zoology, and feminism. Okay. And its purpose is to bring to the public awareness of the issues involved in those subjects. And I don't know what else to say at the moment. Well, that's so. Uh, just restate which ones they are. Um, Sioux Falls free thinkers. Okay. Sioux Falls Atheists, Sioux Falls Feminists, Sioux Falls Scientists, and Sioux Falls Zoologists. Did you say, you said Feminists too. So if you go to the website sffreethinkers.com. No, you have or, to spell the whole thing out. Oh, okay, sufallsfreethinkers.com. That's okay. correct. Okay. And I have been on that site before to kind of research that. And yeah, you have, I think down, if you scroll to the bottom, you if you just go to the one you can find where all the campaigns are all the different member sites and so that's correct there's okay. there's, a, there's 1810 pages on the five different websites and that'll keep you off the streets for a few nights anyway okay <laughs> yeah and yeah and you told me earlier i think since 2014 uh you've been like how many do you have up at a time in sioux falls well it's getting less okay the problem is of course money if you got a couple million dollars you want to send me, just go ahead. But the problem mm -hmm. is, it's really it's really money. I put up as many as, let's see, a dozen plus three digital, dozen statics and three digitals, and that was pretty expensive. But mm -hmm. I got a lot of interest. Right. People would go and they'd send me messages, positive and negative, mm -hmm. and so that's what I that's really been, and I would put up six. I had six campaigns per year. I usually start out with one on, um, let's see, I think what was the one I start with, uh, not, ah, traffic, human traffic. That would okay. be my first subject area. Mm -hmm. And then I would have a campaign on child sex abuse, child abuse. Then I would have a campaign on atheism. Then I would have a campaign on global warming. Then I would have a campaign on probably evolution. Mm -hmm. And the last campaign was probably on animal intelligence. Okay. And those what I wrote. Those what I rotated through every year. Six different campaigns, each a month long. A month is six weeks long, mm -hmm. depending. Digitals were up for six weeks. The statics were up for a month. So there was a lot of billboards. Yeah, yeah, a lot over the years. 
You know what I want to say? Um, we had a meal, you and I, I'm going to guess, right before I wrote my book. Because uh, I, and, uh, and I enjoy getting to know you at that time. But I wanted to read just a little bit from the intro of my book. Just a, a few paragraphs to, because uh, I think I gave it to you way back then. I don't. I hope you read it, right? I gave it to you for free. <laughs> okay. Well, my, my book was called A Search for Common Ground, Let's Talk. And here's just uh, three paragraphs from the introduction. It says, my work on this book uh, began after reading some billboards in my city of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. The billboards were sponsored by a local free thinkers group, and they were placed along busy streets throughout the city. It seemed well organized. The free thinkers had their own billboards and their member groups uh, atheists and agnostics, scientists, zoologists, and feminists had similar billboards. I hope I wasn't too mistaken on how I described that. The second paragraph. At first, I was annoyed by the billboards, uh, which seemed to mostly promote atheism within the Midwest of the United States. At least that's what caught my attention at first. The Midwest is not the Bible Belt, but it has many churches. As a pastor in Sioux Falls, I have figured that many in my region are believers in God and that those who are not believers at least have an openness to God. How dare someone say otherwise, especially on billboards uh, read by everyone? And so I have two more paragraphs there, which I won't read uh, about some of my annoyances, Dale. And then I I do say here, (laughs) I finally made the move from being annoyed and frustrated uh, to being proactive. I communicate and have become friends with atheists, Uh, with people who have different lifestyles than I do, and with people of other faiths. As I was ignorant about much, friends who are quite different from me suggested readings and videos containing other viewpoints on life. I have learned about various views and ideas, but I am also realizing that there are many uncertainties. And so I just kind of, that is, uh, I really thank you, and I've thought about you often since, you know, (laughs) writing this book, which was a big project for me, because you really were a jumpstart, actually, uh, you know, in this way as the title of this is. Dale, what I'd like you to just, is there anything within your life that caused you to have such a passion in getting your messages out there? I mean, you really have put money where your mouth is, you know, where your passion is. And so what is it? What in your life maybe happened or interest that you know, brought out about uh, this kind of response in you, you know, advocacy in a sense? Well, when I was in high school in 1960, okay. there was a thing called the sexual double standard. And basically that was the boys can have sex and the girls cannot. Mm-hmm. And if the boys got the girl to have sex, then she was a slut and you didn't want to marry her. But if the girl didn't have sex mm-hmm. with the boy then the boy would want to marry her because she was then pure. Well, I said to myself, that's nonsense. Even at the age of, well, the age of 16 or 15, I knew that was wrong. We should all, either we should all have sex and enjoy ourselves or we should not have sex. And, mm. and uh, we, it's got to be the same rules for men and women all together. And, of course, from that I also realized even back then that Racism was wrong, horribly mm-hmm. wrong, you know. There's or an anti. I never found that there was any reason to hate Muslims or mm-hmm. Jews or any of that. Mm-hmm. It's all just nonsense. So that 
kind of that that happened to me when I was a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. And there was another event. A girl, a girl I knew from another high school called me up. And she invited me to bring, take her to her prom. I was invited to take her to her prom. And the reason she wanted me to take her is because the only way you could go to a prom at her high school is if you put out for the boy. So that was the blackmail. You didn't get to go to the prom unless you put out for the boy. Well, she could, I could take her to the prom, see, and I wasn't going to demand that kind of stuff right. for her. I wasn't that kind mm-hmm. of guy. And she was a very nice, very nice woman. Uh, the kisses she gave me were just wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Still in your memory today. Oh, yes. They were just wonderful. <laughs> and uh, I went, she, I took her to two of her proms, and I also took girls to my own prom. And I never demanded anything other than maybe I liked a couple kisses, but that that was enough. <laughs> you know, I'd get sex later, mm-hmm. some other time. Okay. Anyway, then there was a life-changing event when I went to work for Women's Advocates in St. Paul, Minnesota. They were formed in 19... It was a pair of houses, had a joint connection between them. And they were the first women's shelter in the United States. Before that, if your if your husband beat you, raped the kids, whatever he did, you the cops would say, "Go home and work it out." Mm-hmm. That was that was the answer. Right. Well, of course, it wasn't the answer. You can't go to a brute and ask, expect him to change his behavior because you just ask him to change. So I went there working there, and I saw women that were had hair torn out of their heads mm-hmm. along with the scalp. Broken arms, broken legs, bruises. Probably had broken ribs too. I don't know if I ever saw that, but you know it's just horrible what was done to them. And the children were there too. The children had they had experienced the same kind of brutalities as had their mothers, and I felt. Terrible about that, but I play. I was. I volunteered there to play with the children at night. I would play cards with them. I would play with them in the playground. You know, I would pretend I was the troll, or I pretend I was some kind of monster going to eat them up. <laughs> and everybody got a kick out of it. Uh, and the women, there wasn't much I could. You know, I was a psycho. I got a degree in psychology, and I'm not that good at it. But I tried to be, tried to show them that there was. There were decent men in the world, and I was at least one of them. And they should look for the kinds of guys that I was. Yeah. You know. So that was that was the life-changing events when it came to feminism. Right. And I think the the real life-changing event was the 2003 when I went to the women's advocates and saw the kind of brutality was going on. I mean, I was just oblivious of this. Mm-hmm. I knew about women that were beaten when I was in high school. It just it just seemed that was normal. Right. It was horrible. I would think that, but I seemed, it just seemed to be normal. But at least I got away from that. And so when I came down to Sioux Falls in 2008, I didn't, I joined, I didn't really get into the billboards thing till 2014. Okay. And that's when I got, I said, I had enough, I'm going to, 
fight this with every I had money I made good money I mean I had a really decent retirement better than a decent one and I thought I well what the heck what good is it going to do me I, I'm an atheist I don't believe in going to heaven going to hell or anything like that so what the heck do I need to be I don't worry about that stuff I guess I, I money didn't mean anything to me money only means something if it does something for you or it gives you life experiences that are right. valuable. Uh, material possessions, I don't care. I so don't care. You, you explained that um, the women, the feminism, you know, and the care for children and women was strong there. How about, uh, so, you know, your billboard campaign is also for free thinkers, uh, you know, scientists, uh, as well as atheism. Where, where did that come from, you know, that passion, which I've seen as many billboards for that as, you know, for uh, those who are abused? Okay, well, back in the, back in college, I read books by Anne Rand. And though I don't recommend reading her, she was an atheist and she convinced, logically convinced me that atheism was a fact and was... There was no God and no heaven, no hell, and no devil and all that. Nothing supernatural. There's nothing supernatural. And being a science guy, that's how I felt. Okay. That's how I. That's what I believe. There is nothing supernatural. There's no big boogeyman in the sky who's watching over our every move and helping us, but he doesn't. <laughs> I have trouble with that. Sure. You know, if you look at history, which I've studied... World War II, there were 55 million people killed in Eastern Europe or West, Western Europe mm -hmm. and in the Soviet Union. 18 million Soviet citizens died. They were Jew, they, most of them were Jew or Roman or Russian Orthodox. And the, the, the Germans just murdered everybody. They actually were a they actually had a buckle that all German soldiers wore. It said, God's with us. It's right on the buckle. God, God mit us. Mit us. Uns. God mit uns. Oh. And that really, it, it was, uh, you know, and what bothered me is God never helped any of these people. Mm -hmm. You know what? Mm -hmm. in, in the medical experiments, they would, the, the Nazi camp commanders or the where these medical experiments were carried on they would rape these children till they got pregnant i mean they were children they were like 11 10 11 12 as soon as they got could they possibly pregnant them they did then that then for medical purposes they would block their pregnancy so they couldn't the pregnancy would never go come through mm -hmm. and there was never any anesthetics they were just treated like you would treat a worse than you would treat a lab rat yeah. And these children just lie there and scream their way into death. And how could I've never been able to answer to myself how God could allow that to happen? Because these were innocent kids; mm -hmm. they hadn't done any great crimes or things. Yeah. Somebody should have pushed a button, and but we didn't. I mean, one one of the things that Germans did was they in Belarus they had six hundred twenty eight villages that were either Jewish or Russian Orthodox. I mean, this idea about Russians all being atheists is nonsense. They will not. 
they were the Russian peasants, the, the people in these villages were truly religious. The, the Nazis would surround the village and drive everybody into the church, bar the doors, and set the thing on fire. So they'd burn them alive. And when the Russian women would throw their children out the windows, hoping that the Germans would spare them, they'd, they'd have a contest to see that they could shoot them all before they hit the ground. That really is true. And it, it just drives me crazy. How could God let this happen? Yeah. That's always been a question on my yeah. part. And, you know, I would, I would say it's a very fair question uh, that, I imagine every person has asked uh, for different evil things that that are done, and it's maybe not. It's not really our purpose today or mine to yes. to debate that with you. Besides, to no, <laughs> affirm, affirm that question you have asked. So, really, for you, it was what you read and what you maybe not what you personally experienced, although your involvement with helping women and children. And really with what you read, um, you know, um, and being a scientist and all of that kind of pushed you in a way away from God, if you, if you were with God even at one time or not. Well, Were no. you raised in a church? Yes, I was I raised ask? in a church. Okay. And that's where the, that's, I was raised in a church, but it just, mm -hmm. it just never found any belief there. Yeah. And I probably will not ever find any there. Yeah. But I do go to a church. I go to a church because there are good people there. Oh. And I like uh -huh. good people. These are good people. Uh -huh. They want to help others, uh -huh. and I want to help others. So I go to church. I have Wednesday evening suppers with them. Yeah. And if there's something comes up uh, that I particularly want to contribute to, I contribute. They recently have a drive to go send their members to the border to observe what's been happening at our southern border. Mm. As you know, your fellow atheists would would you feel that's unique about you versus other atheists? Okay, I'll tell. You. One of the reasons I formed my own Sioux Falls free thinker or Sioux Falls atheists is because the group that was available, atheist group that was available, did not. Uh, it was it was anti anti-all religion, mm -hmm. and they hated religions. They hated religious people. I didn't hate religious people. I, I just hated some of the things that were done. Mm -hmm. And they, they didn't stop, and they, they, they actually brought a guy, P.J. Myers or something like mm -hmm. that, in from Minnesota. He was a famous atheist, and he was gonna convince the people in Brookings, the Brookings College up there, that they should be atheists. They were going to have a big speech on it. They had a big auditorium, and they had lots of people there. And this guy got up, and he, the first thing he did was start ranting and raving about how horrible Christianity was. And it just was one huge one-hour rant about how horrible mm -hmm. Christians and religion was. And I thought, boy, is this convincing people. Half the people walked out. And I don't blame them for walking out. I was <laughs> and when I talked to the leaders of the group afterwards, I said, that wasn't very positive. 
And they just said, oh, they just probably had to go to class. Ah, baloney. <laughs> I mean, anybody would be offended by this attack. <laughs> I mean, you can't convince people to be on your side of the fence yeah. by insulting them and raving and ranting <laughs> against them. It was just nuts. Yeah. I mean, where I go to church, they know I'm an atheist. I know they're religious. And we discuss things rationally. And we don't ha we don't hate each other. We don't we share uh, experiences, and I have a good time with them. There's no we don't argue about religion one way or another. We don't have any need for that. We we go there and we uh, they're very progressive. Mm -hmm. I mean I don't have anything against they don't have anything against LGBTs. They don't have anything against people of other races. Mm -hmm. They don't have anything people that against people that have different sexual lifestyles. It's just, uh, as long as it's adult, and it, you know, it, it's of choice. Hmm. And that's all, that's confirmed all my yep. thinking for my whole life. Right. But right. I should get into one other thing here. Okay. Because what about science? When I was in fifth or sixth grade, I found a 400 million year old fossil of a trilobite. Trilobite was a little, well, they weren't little, all of them, but this one was about that big, about the size of a 50-cent piece, mm -hmm. and kind of oval-shaped. And it was 400 million years old. It was in a piece of 10 to 12-inch limestone rock that I found in a gravel pit that was just about 300 feet from my home on the, on the lake on, in Alexander, Minnesota. So I brought it into school, and I asked the science teacher if he thought there might be other fossils in there and how could we get at them. So what he did is he took it in the back room and I was watching him, he took a hammer and he split the fossil right down the middle. I just wanted to cry. And I realized this, I knew more about science than this idiot did. So that pretty much put the, that's why okay. I'm so strong on science. Okay, yeah. And then when it comes to Animals. When I was the third, second or third grade, the class was learning about fish. And I told the teacher that tuna could be as large as a thousand pounds. And they are, they're very, they could be huge. And she laughed at me. And she got the whole class to laugh at me. How did mm -hmm. I think all those big tuna, the big fish got these little cans? <laughs> and, and so I was a subject of scorn and laughter. Mm -hmm. Well, the next day she apologized and said it was true. They cut the fish up and put it in the little cans. And I thought, well, that's really interesting. I knew that. <laughs> and then, this is the, the, fish are stupid, right? They're really dumb mm. things, right? No, they aren't. They're, they're caring parents. When I was sitting on the dock, when I was probably the same age as this other experience I had with the tuna fish, sitting on the dock, with my legs hanging over the water, watching the water and the shoreline, and there, I saw this black cloud, probably two feet long and a foot wide, moving along the shore, and then as it got closer, I could see it was millions of, or not millions, but hundreds of little fish, and there was a, a, a bullhead shepherding this. That was the bullhead mm -hmm. father. Mm -hmm. He was, the father is shepherding or schooling the little fish and protecting them as they're going along the shore finding things to eat. 
And this is not stupid. This is family. This is a fish mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. cares for its family. I mm -hmm. mean, the father even. The female laid the eggs and the father takes them fishing. <laughs> so this is kind of just explanations of your love for science. Love of science. Love, uh -huh. of, love of animals. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Animals are just as... They have all. They have all. They have many, many emotions, yeah. just like us. There's even studies on their morality. They have moral behavior. Right. I mean, they just really are mm -hmm. amazing creatures, mm -hmm. and that's why I have zoologists, which is after intelligence. Mm -hmm. Crows are the smartest animals on the planet next to us. So, mm -hmm. you know, you write and sponsor billboard messages about free thinking, atheism, uh, science. Uh, but also about feminism and problems of abuse. And I think I've always found that to be a unique combination. Uh, I think you've explained it pretty well that, well, in some ways they came from different areas of interest, right? You had interest in, well, in, you, did, you had a hard time seeing children and women abuse naturally. Um, you know, and so you advocated for that. And the, it almost seems like the science piece and the atheism pieces kind of came at, well, at different times or from different directions, but you having funds and wanting to use them to make a difference, you have decided to sponsor billboards for all these different subjects. Or is there, is there some kind of an intersection there for you where they're, you know, a combination, they, you, you work them together? I think one thing that kind of underlies all of this mm -hmm. is the idea of justice. I really hmm. like just I want I want things to be better. I want there to be I want justice to prevail. And I don't know if that fits very well in with the science bit. Okay. There's a lot of science that gets into the morality. I mean, scientists are studying animals and they're finding that science the excuse me, animals have moral lives. Mm -hmm. They actually, you know, that's because they nip each other, that's sort of a punishment for stealing the food or something. Okay. <laughs> it's just, uh, I was thinking about this, trying to understand mm -hmm. myself. I have, these are my five areas of right. interest. Right. I've always had them. Yeah. And I will be fighting for them as long as I have a dollar left. Now, is it possible that, um, well, because I would believe that a lot of atheists uh, seem to think that uh, if you are, if you believe in evolution, then you can't believe in God. And so they would probably say most, uh, and yet mm -hmm. I know of plenty of believers in God who also are scientists who adhere to it, uh, evolution, you know, and there's actually uh, biologos.org, if someone wants, biologos.org, a website where it's, you know, those, it's people of faith who harmonize science and faith. Um, so that may be different from, from what you see most Christians to be. I, at church, the church I go to, uh -huh. these people believe in evolution. They okay. don't see any conflict. Okay. Yeah, why should uh -huh. there be? I mean, they don't have any conflict. I don't have any conflict with it. We've even discussed it a couple times, and there's nothing yeah. to discuss because we're on the same side of the fence. Mm -hmm. It's like our desire to help others. That's We're on the same side of the fence there. Mm -hmm. That doesn't... That's that's really the key to me, uh -huh. wanting to help others yeah. and helping okay. others. That's key. And those are the good people. And the people that don't want to help others or worse yet, hurt others, mm. deliberately hurt others. 
They're they're the ones that are yeah. wrong and bad and evil and all that other stuff. Very good. Hey Dale, what you write and sponsor? Uh, well, do you write and sponsor billboard messages in other cities? Uh, and oh. if why, why Sioux Falls and maybe not Minneapolis, where it's a bigger city and you're from Minneapolis? Money. Or, or money. Yeah. Okay. This is I can I can impact on many people here without costing me any more than I can afford. And even now, it's pushing it. Okay. See, I'm, I've had to go from the 12 static billboards and three digital ones down to one digital and two statics because there simply isn't the money there, isn't there anymore. The the cost of the billboards or, yes, or both? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. that's yes. gone up. Mm-hmm. Well, no, the cost hasn't gone up. Oh. Uh, it, the cost has pretty much been the same. It's mm-hmm. just that I can't afford it. Okay. So... To me, that right now I'm running these campaigns I, to, on what I call headline news. Mm-hmm. And that's been pretty effective because I can pick up a subject, for instance, global warming or uh, the evils that are being done by some, some people in the Catholic and what's that other church? Baptist churches where they've been abusing children. Oh. Mm. And people didn't even know about the Baptist one until it finally came out. That they they actually were encouraging their the children that they've been raping mm. to have abortions, <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> which is just so opposed, so opposite mm-hmm. of what they supposedly believe. Yeah, and uh, it, the numbers are huge. Uh, if you uh, uh, the investigations have shown that. Personally, because and I was approached by a non-Baptist, mm-hmm. non-Catholic church, that this is a, a, system, a systemic problem in churches because they have people that are in authority and they have children with them and they can play on the children's desire to be good and to be with God and all that other stuff. And, of course, what you end up with is you end up with something that's horrible. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the, sure. It's the families are the biggest problem. The fa- fathers and stepdads, and uncles, some uncles, and the the fact they invite their friends over to do this, mm-hmm. and the friends go along mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. That's so horrible. I can't understand. Mm-hmm. I can't understand how anybody could. If mm-hmm. somebody told me come on over and rape my daughter, she mm-hmm. loves it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd have him down. I, he'd be in jail so fast. <laughs> Yeah, Dale. I, you know, I, I'm not a Baptist or a Catholic Christian, but I am a, you know, a believer as them, and and I, I would believe that. I would hope, as all believers would say, we, we go to church because we believe in a God who's, not only gracious, and who doesn't turn a blind eye to that, and who who doesn't turn a blind eye to that, but rather one who we believe will help us through our problems and in, in even the evils that um, are done and and not only forgives so we go on and do it all the more as the Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul seemed to condemn but is about redeeming and changing and and but I you know you you brought up that some in the name of God have done some terrible things even even the Nazis now I would believe that it was completely a uh, you know what? What they what they stood for was completely false. I can't 
imagine they were part of my same family of believers, but... They were Protestants and Catholics. Well, and I don't doubt that. I've, I've read that too, and, and I just they, know as a man of God, I, I sin. And they, had, they, yeah. had, they had field services yeah. Yeah. led by priests and by yeah. Protestants. Mm-hmm. And they would sit there and pray, yeah. oh, it's hail God and yeah. sing some hymns, and the next thing they'd be out there killing people. Or not just they weren't right. just killing the soldiers; yeah. they killed the civilians. They had Hitler mm-hmm. had said mm-hmm. he wanted no more than twenty five percent of the civilians left in the area mm-hmm. because he wanted to move Germans into there, and mm-hmm. they were going to get the land. So of course he had to kill off all the inhabitants. Yeah. So they did. They didn't have any qualms about it. Yeah. These are people just farmers trying mm-hmm. to get by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, evils. Evils. Evils and, um, you know, and I guess we look at that in different ways on, I guess I turned to God for help through that. And, and you made a good point on, as many do ask and maybe should ask, God, why? You know, uh, to the point of even asking, uh, you know, you, you if, if God could even be real in that situation. Dale, we're getting toward the end here. And I just, um, is there any last thought? closing thought that you would want a, a short thought that you'd like to leave us with today? Hmm. And if not, that's I want okay. to call for action. Hmm. I want to call for people calling their representatives, going to their city councils. Anytime subjects come up where you should, you can have an impact or have, give some of your views on this, the horrible things going on, because there are really horrible things going on, you should speak up. These, these elect, the people that are in power, mm-hmm. that have the electric power to change the things, need to be convinced that they should change things or they're not going to be elected. <laughs> that usually convinces them pretty fast. Mm. And I don't know what else to say other than that. I mean, it's a good I, I, all my billboards are there to try to get people aware of the facts because mm-hmm. I don't publish anything but facts. Mm-hmm. And I want them to Take action. Go out and do something about it. Important thought to go out on, for sure. Again, this is Fred Wilgenberg, and my guest is Dale Hemming. Thank you, Dale, for showing that, for showing that while we are different from each other, especially our beliefs, we like to converse, uh, we are friends, and we are not hopelessly divided. No, we're on the same side when it comes to helping others. I believe we are. Uh, as a standard for this podcast, I've just asked, uh, I'm just going to lead a short, brief prayer. Father, I thank you for this time today. And uh, though Dale and I are, are different from each other, uh, I think that's good. I believe you have made each person different, different personalities, different gifts. And I am thankful for my friend Dale's uh, compassion and care for his fellow person and for not only thinking about it, talking about it, but really seeking to do stuff about it and doing stuff about it, putting his money where his mouth is. And may he be an example to many of us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This and other podcasts and blog posts can be found on my website, www.peacewithinreach.com. Thanks for joining us today.
Studio B. 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 Studio B.